Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bees Books Edition, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hello, this is Barry. And this is Jenny. And we're here to talk about Bees Books. And this episode, we have a guest, our first guest. Yay! Welcome, Andrew. Hello. <laughs> He's slightly reluctant to yes. be here, but no, we're going to drag him out. <laughs> but we are very excited. Yes, exactly. And the theme that we gave us this time around was pop. Pop. You, you should say too. pop to end. Oh, I'm supposed to say pop. Pop. <laughs> do you want me to say it in a pop voice? Yeah. Pop. Oh, no, that's much better. I think he yeah, made up pop. for his lack of <laughs> because Andrew is new around here. We still don't have the rhythm quite right. Yes. But maybe when you come back, you know, the but pop will if, be... When? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, the books that we've chosen this time. Do you want to start, Andrew, since you're okay. new here? Okay. So, my book is called Reach for the Stars. Um, by Michael Craig. Okay. I'm quite liking the cover already. It's yes. very bright. It is. It's very popish. That's you know true. I, mean. yeah. um, I like that. I'll chat about that if Eggs. you want. <laughs> okay. um, the book I've chosen is Lark Light by oh. Philip Reeve. Okay. And Parry, I'm very interested to know what book you've chosen. The book I've chosen is The Eyebrows <gasps> of Doom oh. <laughs> by Steve Smallman and Miguel Ordonez. Okay, so for everybody that can't see this, it's a junior book, a picture book we mm-hmm. would call it in libraries, yeah. and it's called The Eyebrows of Doom, mm-hmm. and it has Eyebrows of Doom it on does. the cover. It does, which I think it's the perfect book for this, and I'll tell you why, but first I want to hear about... We, I also want to point out that Parry said beforehand that we might have read a book <laughs> already, <laughs> Um, but it, I've never even seen it before and it's terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. This is good, this yeah, is good. Excellent, yes. So, Angie, tell us a bit about your book. Okay, so it's called Reach for the Stars, 1996 to 2006, Fame, Fallout and Pop's Final Party. Oh, um, oh. So it's basically a look at pop music in the UK in the late 90s, first half of the 2000s. Um, and it's a non-fiction book. So it takes the form, it's like an oral history, so it's all told through quotes by people that were there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about the cover. I think the cover is the logos of magazines from the time. Oh, that's So I'm good. pretty sure that's Top of the Pops magazine. Yes. And I think that's a later Smash Hits one. Oh. And I don't know what the top one is. But yeah, so I think that's kind of... I think that's probably why it stands out, because as you say, that's what magazines did, they wanted Uh to to draw you in, and they've done that, that's really good. I like that your book has pop in two ways right on the cover, like usually Jenny and I get very convoluted, you make them fit in, somehow, but yours is, yeah, it covers uh What did you think of the book? Yeah, it's very good, Um, so the way that it's structured as it takes each chapter is structured around a different thing different element of pop music so it may be about a particular band or it may be about a particular type of group um and it and it takes through so spice girls girls allowed mm. sort of pop idol x factor days blue busted all these type of things um and it's quite good because there's things in it that you maybe didn't know because obviously after all these years they can be honest about yeah. things whereas they weren't allowed to be honest yeah. back in the day yeah um and yeah so it's uh some of it's quite eye-opening and some of it, it is it is funny at the same time when they're talking about for example five mm-hmm. the group five and how the you know the 
industry people, the TV people and everything used to dread when Five came because it was so badly behaved. Oh, no. And you couldn't control them. Um, so it's things like that and, and like the breakups behind the scenes. Obviously, at the time, you only know the official, you know, this group have decided to go on a break. For example, you didn't know that, you know, the other members of Steps didn't know until it was announced publicly that H and Claire were leaving oh. and going to be their own group. Things like that. So it's quite good uh, um, at that kind of thing. I think where it falls down is it's maybe not detailed enough in some ways. Um, and there's bits that you go, but I want to know more oh. about that. Mm-hmm. So there's a chapter on the Sugar Babes and obviously the Sugar Babes kept changing members all the time. And when it gets into the sort of later part of their career, they talk about how there was allegations of bullying and things like that behind the scenes, but you want to know. Yeah. But they, they gloss over it and they just kind of go, oh, I didn't see any bullying. Mm-hmm. And somebody else says, I was not a bully. But they don't mention what the you know the things were. Mm-hmm. And then it just stops. So there's no then, you know, when they got another member after that, and then how did they eventually just give up? Mm-hmm. It doesn't go far enough with some things for me. Right. But yeah, on the whole, it's good fun. Um, and uh, is it the kind of book you can pick up and read a bit and then put yeah, down and not? I, I will admit I did sort of skip a bit because if there's if there's groups or there's a type of music that you're not particularly interested That's in, what I was gonna ask, because yeah. it's structured that way. Like if you go a really hated blue and I don't want to know anything about them, <laughs> you could skip their chat. <laughs> it's right, <laughs> but you know, it's a good time. Um, th- there's a chapter on sort of garage music at the time which oh. is Craig David and Mystique and Jamelia and people like that and it's not my type of music so mm. I was a little bit like I'm not very interested in this so I sort of skimmed through that mm-hmm. but um, yeah it's a you could pick it up read a bit come back to it to be honest I don't even think you need to read it in the order that it's in because it does oh. jump about a fair amount so because it is talking about particular you know particular groups at each time it does oh. sort of follow a structure but there's there's things that they come to and then come back to later on so you could just dip in and out if you really wanted to there's also not enough i don't think about boy bands like we have a whole chapter on the sugar oh, babes yeah. and a whole chapter on s club seven but then every boy band is all crammed into one chapter oh. so it's quite yeah. perfunctory is that yeah. the word? it's it skims over but um yeah it's an easy read and if you want to you know so would you sort of recommend it for people who are fans of specific groups or just pop culture or just history, cultural I think, history? I think pop culture in general. Um, I think probably if you were a massive fan of the groups, they wouldn't tell you anything you didn't already know. Right. Um, but it is quite interesting hearing it in their own words. Yeah. So that's different um, because it's not being told as a, like a kind of narrative story. It's, you know, a quote from Claire from Steps and a quote from Duncan and a quote, well, Duncan's not in it, but you get yeah. the idea. And it, so, and it jumps between them all as well and um, you feel like it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, oh, it's, right. it's good fun. So anybody that has a passing interest in pop music of that time. Um, it looks yeah. like the kind of book you would maybe have, like, sitting on your shelf and every now and you again, would and you yeah. would go, oh, can't yeah. get ten minutes. You would yeah. take it down and go, yeah. oh, and yeah. put it back again. You say, hmm, I, I want a, a monthly um, dose of how Louis Walsh wasn't a very good manager. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. And does it go into like the background as well, into like the management and things of, of Yes, yes. So like we Girls Allowed, Louis Walsh was the manager, but he really wasn't interested. So <laughs> they talk about how that um, 
you know, he wasn't a very hands-on manager, and, and he basically says, well, um, no, I wasn't a very hands-on manager. I wasn't interested in their, their doing their hair and their makeup, that kind of thing. <laughs> so he's, he's, like, he's standing up I and like, yeah, I don't yeah, care about it. No, no, no. So you, you do get the vibe from some of them that you come across and you go, mm, no, that's not a very nice person. No. A few people within it, you go, mm, not very nice. But they don't seem to be self-aware enough to like maybe filter uh, themselves yeah. a little. There's, there's a slight bit. So one of the, the, the chapters on Five, when they're talking about that, the, the really horrible thing that happened with Five was that towards the end of their, their initial sort of pop career, um, Sean basically had a breakdown and left the band. But they didn't come out in public and say that that had happened to him. They just went, oh, he was ill. But they were due to film a video for their next single, so they replaced Sean with a cardboard cutout <laughs> of himself. <laughs> no, which is horrific oh when you look no. back on it now. Yeah. At the but time, did you did you notice? You just went, oh, well, that's a bit strange. But because you didn't know why he wasn't there, <laughs> yeah. you didn't understand. It could have and, been an inside joke uh-huh. or something. But in retrospect, and Sean says in the book how he was distraught and he thought it was terrible and all the rest of it. And the other guys are like, now they can see how that was a terrible thing. Yeah. So they do kind of admit and a lot yet their mistakes and it does there's elements as well when they're talking about sort of reality pop stars of you know early 2000s particularly with Hearshay where they became famous so quick and they had so they lasted one single basically they, the first single sold like a million copies mm. and then they nobody was interested after that and even how they were treated and the way they were treated by the press and the way they were treated by the public and even in the auditions for the show, the fact that Nasty Nigel told Kim Marsh she was too fat on TV. They just couldn't do that now. I mean, there was no safeguarding or anything. And I don't think there was enough put in place to look after these people. So it's quite interesting from that point of view to read a wee bit more. Mm -hmm. And also they get no time off. I mean, we think being a pop star is a really glamorous job. Jo from S Club 7 says at one point that her job was like, there was like 10% of it or something was singing Mm -hmm. and the rest of it was all promoting, promoting, promoting yeah. on a plane, sleeping under a table. That's, you know, yeah. these are young people and they were being exploited. No, and you do get a sense of that. So, yeah, I feel like it, I learned something yeah. from it. Yeah. I think as well, in that time in, in pop, it's not like it is now with social media, is everywhere. Yeah. No. You know, that there was less of that. So if somebody did have a breakdown or some something did yeah. happen, it wasn't as obvious as mm. it is now. You know, it wasn't out there. I think that the, the media particularly the sun and the news of the world were very good at um sort of sticking the boot in mm-hmm. when people were struggling so there's a lot of bits of that where you feel like the people really weren't given the support that they should have got and um, one of atomic kitten had bad postnatal depression which from the sugar babes they were given no support it was like you can have three days off and then you need to be touring for six months mm-hmm. um so i think it's hopefully in a better place now mm-hmm. but who knows yes all in all if you've got a kind of passing interest in that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, it's probably not in depth enough for the big fans but yeah good fun and uh, yeah an we, easy read it's nice it's a non-fiction as well we've not really done a, a yeah. non-fiction yet even though I'm a huge non-fiction fan I'm, like I like reading more about cultural history and pop yeah, cultures yeah. of from that right. perspective, and was it just British bands? Did you say it's just British bands? Yeah. yeah so it's looking at UK bands. So it, would be um, it does touch on American and yeah. things like that, and it mentions bits and pieces um, of other people, and it talks about how it's more about how they came into being in relation to other people. So, yeah. like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC 
were kind of coming to the end of their natural life and in the UK it was becoming more sort of busted McFly guitar based pop which was a different thing so it looks to it from that perspective yeah, as well so different so, kinds of yeah. readers I think would give, get different mm-hmm. kinds of things yeah. well Jenny what about you why did you choose Lacklight so the theme was pop and I struggled I really struggled oh. to find something for this so I've that's chosen obviously this. why the tree gave you exactly <laughs> she, she does like to take this um, so it's a roundabout way but Larklight is kind of a steampunky kind of book. Um, it's for juniors. Um, I would say it's more of a teen book. Um, and I would say if you've never read a teenage book as a grown-up, read them um, because you get a lot out of them. Um, but the reason I kind of squashed it into the theme of Pop is that the dad, who you might call Pop, gets kidnapped right at the beginning. Ah. Um, oh, this is a very, ten- <laughs> very tenuous link there, Jenny. Also, because it is steampunky, there's blunderbusses in it. And when I think of blunderbusses, I think of pop noises when, when somebody shoots somebody with it's a blunderbuss. Bl- what is a blunderbuss? It's like a big rifle. Oh. Now, I didn't know what a blunderbuss was until, this is me going down a complete tangent here, but as a child, I loved to play Cluedo. Ah. Um, and when I was about eight or something, I, we bought, when we were on holiday, Super Cluedo Challenge, Ooh. which was like an extended version of Cluedo with extra game, extra um, people Ooh. and extra weapons. And one of the weapons oh. was a blunderbuss and I had no idea what it was, oh. but you got a wee card that showed you it was a big rifle and I had never heard of a blunderbuss before. Now, I'm sure it doesn't make a pop noise. I'm sure it's a very bang noise, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. but in my head it makes a kind yeah. of pop Love noise. it. I also love the name blunderbuss yes. so, because I had no context for what no. I was. <laughs> I was imagining a creature, but then the way that you were saying it, yeah. I was like, this seems like a real thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how this fits in. With. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why I chose it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, it's kind of steampunky, so it's kind of Victorian. Yeah. Um, and basically, um, if you take Victorian London and put it in space, uh, that's what it's what it's about. So basically, um, people like Isaac Newton and things like that um, had the ideas that they had, but it branched off in a different way. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, Victorian London is Victorian London. Um, the Great Exhibition is about to start, which really happened, but there's a lot more kind of machines and things like that than the rare. Um, so basically at the beginning of the book um, they live on this ship that's called Larklight um, and it's um, a boy and a girl, Art and um, his sister and the dad gets stolen by these giant spiders. If you don't like spiders Ooh. this is maybe not the book for you because it's also illustrated. Oh no, um, I, was, oh, I was about to say, at least yeah. you would see them. See them. No, 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 oh, no. no. Um, no. And I'm pretty sure, I'm just going to flick through that right at the beginning, um, you do see the spiders. So the the um, the illustrations are beautiful. Um, they're very similar to the ones from the book that you had um, mentioned a wee while ago. Chris Ridden? Yes, yeah. I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's fabulous drawings. Yeah. I'll just show oh, is it him? Quickly. Is he the one who's um, done it? No, so it's illustrated by David Wyatt, oh. um, but they're very similar. Um, yeah, I love the... I, I, I don't think I read enough books that have illustrations mm-hmm. in them because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, not many do. But yeah. it's nice that a young adult book has them. Oh, so the spiders yeah, that come, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a big spider, he wears a top hat and he speaks English. 
Um, but yeah, so they steal um, away the father, and the whole plot is basically they want control of Larklight. Um, but Art and his sister go on lots of the adventures. They end up on Mars and, and things like that. Um, there's aliens, but it's very much part of society mm-hmm. because that's the way it's kind of went. That mm. it's okay to you know Martians and all these kind of people. The giant spiders are not a huge surprise to them because there's all sorts of different animals. Um, on Larklight itself, they have um, hoover pigs who basically fly around and hoover up all the crumbs and things like that. Oh, I'd love a hoover pig. I hate hoovering. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil it for people, but the way they fly around is not how you imagine. Oh. Um, let's just say it's a slightly smelly way of flying oh, around. No, <laughs> um, but it's, it's very good. Um, it's it's very well done. And as I say, it's not a book that you go, oh, that's a kids' book, and that's it. You know, it's there's a lot in it. It's very much as well like um, another book that we were talking about before, where it's that kind of you know women are kind of set apart slightly and his sister you know is smelling salts out every now and again mm. and she's quite disappointed at one point that she doesn't faint <laughs> because she knows that ladies are supposed to faint <laughs> but actually you know yeah. so although it's a kids book and you know the, the main characters are kids it's it's very funny um it, it's very good um, but i did kind of squeeze that into the pop mm-hmm. so are they are they on in this world so, right from the beginning, they don't yes. end up there. It's, no, it's no, so, all takes place there. Yes, uh-huh. So it's like an alternate history. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they, that's how they live, that's how they right. go. And basically, um, they get um, jettisoned off, off in a space pod when the ship gets taken over and they end up oh. getting captured by pirates um, who are actually quite nice pirates um, and they have adventures and then eventually they come back to discover, you know, what's what. Um, He's also the one who's written Mortal Engines, right? Yes. That series. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you're familiar with the yeah. Danjo or you, Jenny. I've not read the other one. So okay. that's like an alternative future, basically, mm-hmm. where cities have become, they move around. Mm-hmm. And it's that series, it's like a quartet. It's pretty interesting as well, just because of, I love how brain, like when brains work weirdly. And like, this is not something <laughs> I would have ever come up with. But just, yeah, that felt... I don't, I, I suppose not steampunk, but yeah, lots of machines mm-hmm. and a different world and um, lots of terrible characters, like terrible in a good way mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. yeah. So I like his writing. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's very good. What, what would you say to somebody who said, oh, that as an adult, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be reading a children's book? And I don't mean that from a, from a you know, that sound, that sounded worse in my head. <laughs> I, that's not how I went to the sound. But somebody who says, well, why should I read a child's book? You know, that's too juvenile for me. How would you encourage people? i seen question. a quote somewhere, and I can't remember who it was, and this will not be the quote itself. But basically it said, everybody should read a junior book every now and again. Because adult books are filled with really depressing stuff. Mm-hmm. People die, people, you know. Um, but kids' books are full of dragons and, and space and exciting things. Um, so, yeah, if you've never read a junior book before in an adult life, yeah. go back and read a teenage book first. Go back and read something like this or even um, the Philip Pullman books or something like that that you've maybe seen on TV and you think, oh, actually, yeah. because they're not just for kids it's like watching a, a disney movie there's lots in there that's really for an yeah. adult as well um i also like that because i read a lot of children's mm-hmm. books as well and it's looking at the world from a different perspective mm-hmm. 
and even though children's books are written like by adults so it's like an adult way of looking but i think like children's book writers are sort of more in tune with so when you're only reading adult books it can be quite a depressing yeah, way of exactly. looking at the world but yeah it's just fun and there's more agency i think like children are sort of trying to fight against mm-hmm. the systems that they live in yeah. in whatever way i mean this is this is a fun book it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun book um and just if you want something out of the normal if you want something that's mm-hmm. not going to make you cry or right. anything like that mm-hmm. you know it's just a bit of fun um, yeah is it a standalone is it part of a series i don't know can't remember <laughs> <laughs> well I that, hope, that's up to the, the yes. to find out. <laughs> i hope there's more uh, there's there's scope for more and yeah. um, because at the end you learn something and you think yeah. oh yeah. um if he hasn't i'm sure he will um, write more mm-hmm. um knowing my luck there'll be like 12 books already <laughs> and i've just not read them yet um it, it is something that could go on um in my head i could see it as a tv series um you know even first book you know a 10 episode series you know where all these kind of adventures happen um and then it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger to see what happens next um no it's 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 good and i do i like the whole steampunkiness about it but it's not in your face so even if you don't know what steampunk is which i'm sure some people will be saying Mm -hmm. going what are they talking about (laughs) um you kind of get that you know when you're reading it i also like the fact that a lot of this kind of book is set in the future or alternate universes which are kind of slightly in the future whereas this is set as the same kind of victorian times Um, you know queen victoria actually does make an appearance um and i quite like that as well because i like historical books yeah um so having the historical and the sci-fi kind of mixed in um was good um so yeah it's, it's good um, but I'm desperate, desperate, mm-hmm. Harry, to know why you chose the eyebrows of Doom. Well, mine's pretty... <laughs> so mine's even going even younger than yours. I read a lot of picture books and I think a lot of adults should read picture books. But I chose this for two reasons. Pop is both tenuous and obvious, literally these eyebrows. So the story is about... Well, I'll read how it starts. In some woods in a cave, a big bear called Dave was sweeping his floor with a broom when two clumps of hair leapt into the air and cried, we are the eyebrows of doom. <laughs> and they just then they leap into his brow, uh, the bear's uh-huh. eyebrows, Dave the bear. So they pop on and they make him behave horribly. Very rude, he's like horrible, he attacks humans. And then he goes around and then they pop onto a seagull. So he, the eyebrows just keep popping onto different, pe- different uh-huh. animals and uh, things' faces and just make them behave really horribly. And the other reason I wanted to recommend it with this company is because all three of us do bookmark at some level or the other. And I think this would be such a fun book for bookmarks, not just for adults to read it and chuckle to themselves, (laughs) but for adults to read with their young people or for bookmark people to read in a group. So when I do bookmark, I don't know about the two of you. I love uh, putting subversive books in there a little bit. Like, I don't always... Like, some of the wholesome books are, oh, it's nice. Oh, everybody lived happily ever after. Great. Whatever. But I... So I do that, and then I'll put in somewhere where nobody... Or maybe just the villain lived happily ever after. (laughs) Or the eyebrows of doom were having a grand old time, and they didn't really learn their lesson at the end, Uh, which is, I think, how how it goes. But I like sort of putting that into because I don't think children have like these neat uh, you know unmessy lives and if they only read about neat 
sort of endings i think that does them a little bit of unrealistic expectations (laughs) and the parents maybe the parents want to live vicariously through these characters who are always well behaved so but i like the one so another one that i really like is john classen his whole series of the hat books like i want my hat back and this is not my hat Mm -hmm. so i put that in and there's a group of uh grown-ups that i love because they like are all like i say this is scandalous and they gasp in horror (laughs) and then in the and there's no resolution and they just laugh which is like my kind of yeah, yeah. but that just shows you that adults do get mm-hmm. books you know that are yeah. not for adults as such yeah. I'm sure there's loads of parents out there that love reading at night to their kids yeah. um, slightly more than the kids maybe like to listen to the book eventually yeah. Yeah. because you do get a lot out of them you know and the illustrations are just fantastic right um, I do like your other book, Bad Bunnies. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm a bit distressed, though, for mm-hmm. obviously people can't see it, mm-hmm. but the eyebrows have eyes, so <laughs> it makes it look like the people have, like, four eyes. And, and Andrew? It just terrifies me. I hadn't noticed yes, that. Yes, look. you pointed it look, out. that child there. And now I'm a bit disturbed <laughs> by these eye, eye eyebrows. Yeah. And it's just the one eye, so mm. each eyebrow has just... Uh-huh. Okay, hmm. thanks so. for making this a horrifying <laughs> It's all right. Just to terrify you even more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, w- I was delighted. Uh-huh. Now I'm terrified. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And what happens to. So Dave the Bear does bad things. And yeah, it's just they a series. Off. They keep like hopping off onto a series. At one point, there's like a really angry looking baby because there's yes, eyebrows. That what, yeah. yeah, that's the one that disturbed you the yeah, most yeah, there, right. Andrew. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they just like just make and like a park ranger oh. and they just become really grumpy and just give everyone a bad time. And in the end, the whole community has to come and rescue the world from the eyebrows and they succeed for what they think the last time and then it's not that. There's, oh. there's, there's a crack oh. in our octopus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So there is room for a sequel. Yes. For this. <laughs> it could be an eyebrow. They're going to have sex eyes on the face. I think like spiders are not, I'm not that scared of spiders un- mm-hmm. unless they're really large. Mm-hmm. I think, I feel like four-eyed. Uh, uh-huh. uh, right. I think that might be a uh-huh. new fear that's been unlocked. That crawled across my carpet. <laughs> yes. I think... Yes. I, I think I'd have to have a talk with myself about my son. And is there a backstory? Do we know where they came from? No, just just what you read. He was just sweeping the floor oh. and two clumps of hair just rose up in the air. Yeah. Oh, they have feet as well, as Jenny has pointed out. <laughs> and oh, eyebrows oh. have eyebrows. No, no that's, that's just like, no. <laughs> It's gotten very meta. Oh, no. I think B is giving us a play now. Wow. I think B's not impressed. Eyebrows on eyebrows. And on feet, eyebrows. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, how, how much deeper does it go? Do these eyebrows have eyebrows? Oh. Eyebrowception? Is that what's going on? Well. And you also <laughs> does not look at I was sharing a delightfully subversive <laughs> book for fellow bookmark people who've made it a horror story. Okay, but it, it, to be fair, it sounds like the kind of book that I would like to read if yeah. I was in bookbook because mm-hmm. I always like that, like to try and find something that I can, I can put a lot of expression into it yeah. and do voices mm-hmm. or okay do make, the voice do the eyebrows of doom oh, your know, do they speak no do, no, do well yes we are the eyebrows of doom <laughs> that's how it sounds that's terrifying there you go but do you know what kids would love that absolutely yeah so and i always feel when you're reading the story a lot of people don't like reading a book doing a book bug because they feel the kids aren't listening but 
it's that's partly their problem because mm -hmm. if you do a story well enough that you capture the adults' attention, then it's as much for them as it is for the kids. If the kids don't want to listen to it, it's fine. Yeah. You're giving the adults something to listen to as well. And you're giving um, adults the tools and skills and confidence, yeah. hopefully, to be able to do it themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. you're showing how it can be mm -hmm. done, and it's yeah. something not just for the grown-ups in the room, but like yeah. for like us. Absolutely. You know, if we come in and someone does it slightly differently, you're like, oh, you never you thought of doing something. it like that. Yeah. Like your yeah. voice, fantastic. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting you to quickly know. We are the eyebrows of doom. Oh, I love that See? too, Jenny. Yeah. That's really nice. Uh -huh. The only thing I would say when you're doing different voices is if you're doing a story, for example, that has lots of different animals, yeah. then you sometimes forget what voice you mm -hmm. gave to, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you go, oh, the dog's Australian, oh no, wait a minute, the rabbit's Australian. <laughs> so that's... Uh. I do that with the songs because some of the picture books, I just put a tune to it and I am super tone deaf. Like I'm <laughs> musically completely challenged. But I like singing anyway. I don't care that I'm bad and hopefully other people will drown me out yeah. but when I'm reading I forget the tune that I applied so it changes midway and like nobody cares I say to myself <laughs> again like, this oh. is great for adults because yeah. I think as you say adults are slightly scared mm -hmm. of, of doing that you know yeah. they're, they're scared of putting on a voice or singing a song badly the kid doesn't care the no. kid just wants to hear your voice the kid yeah. wants to join in yeah so and being silly together yeah. adds so much so like being comfortable with being yeah. silly absolutely like i don't really care about you know <laughs> like i speak to an audience of children and hopefully the adults go yeah, and some yeah. of them actually do like i'll say i'll ask for audience participation in my book box sometimes and some adults are just like no no we're not here to participate but some will absolutely. super go into yeah. it and like i love it no yeah. absolutely well, I think we've actually run out of time oh, wow. for our pop episode. So uh, do you know, Jenny, what Bees has challenged us for next time? Well, I think um, she's taken on Andrew's idea of a non-fiction. So she's just called it fact or fiction. Oh. But it kind of leaves us wide open for it us does. to choose something. So fact or fiction. Excellent. Andrew, thank you for feedback. Thank you for being a fantastic guest. Ooh. I can't speak words. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's yeah. been a, a nice treat. <laughs> and hopefully our listeners have enjoyed it as well. Yes, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.